Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications with Pastor James Dumont of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. In Acts 16, Pam already preached the message. It said, but at midnight, but at midnight, we all face midnights in our life, both literal and figuratively. And I know there's people in here this morning that are facing a midnight. And the time seems dark. And the time seems hopeless. But God. But God. And what did Pam say? She said all she could do was worship. All she could do was worship. And it says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. You see, we were here praying, and you were there worshiping. And what happened? A miracle occurred. A miracle occurred. So I'm telling you guys this morning, there's someone here that needs a miracle. And I want to sing that song one more time, because when you worship and when you pray, our God is moving on your behalf. And chains are being broken, and the earth is moving, and miracles are happening because of Him in Jesus' name. So let's sing it one more time, and raise your hand up if you have a miracle this morning. It says, it's midnight tonight, but I'm going to praise my God, and I'm going to worship Him today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It says in the Word, it says, and God raised the Lord, and He will also raise us up by His power. By His power. There's a miracle right in front of us was raised by His power. By His power. If it's your finances... Let them be dead on the side of the road. Yes. If it's your health, let it be dead on the side of the road. If it's your career, let it be dead on the side of the road. So that when he raises it up, Hallelujah. he gets the glory. Yes. I stood here weeks ago. I will stand here every week and I will remind you and remind you and remind you. He cannot fail. That's right. His word never fails. It never fails. It never fails. Hallelujah. At midnight, in the blackest black, when all hope is gone, he is our hope. When the report is bad, my God is good. He cannot fail. To him be all the glory. Oh, church. (laughs) 
Well, church, I'm so glad you all came today. Amen? Well, if possible, turn around, greet some people, say hello, and say praise God. Look at all those kids. I like what he said. Amen. Give them a hand on all those who serve the kids as well. I love his comedy. He's like making sure there's leaders going out there too. I can imagine what would be going on in the lobby if all those kids went out there. But nobody, at least if they were my kids. I get it. Well, how's everybody doing this morning? We excited? Amen. You guys ready to continue to worship the Lord with our, with our giving today? Yeah? All right. Well, a couple of things I want to mention uh, on giving. If you need an offering envelope, just slip your hand up. Uh, ushers will come by to serve you. Uh, there's also something that you got when you came in, and it looks like this. This is our Generation Stewardship Campaign. And the goal of this, is you can read through it, it tells you all about it, but above and beyond the tithe, they're asking you to commit to partner with us to retire the mortgage and debt on this property. I'm, so, I'm going to say it again, because I only got a couple of thank you, Jesus, to retire the debt on this property. And you say, well, Pastor Jason, why would you want to do that? Well, you know what? I like Northwest Bank. I like First National Bank. But you know what? I like our ministries even more. And I want to start feeding in finances more and more into our missionaries, into local people that are serving and helping the community, into our kids' ministry, into our youth ministry. And that's what we want to do. So we want to retire that debt so we can take everything and just start pouring it into our ministries. Amen? So what it is is, I want you to pray about it. You know, if you had a you know, check for $1.3 million, I really hope that the Lord would tell you to do that. But if he does, you can do that. Otherwise, I'm just asking you guys just to pray over this. Take it home. Next week is Commitment Sunday. Uh, you can turn it in this week if, you know, if the Lord has spoken to you above and beyond the tithe, what you, know, what you want to give to this generation's campaign. But, church, you just watched the younger generation leave. And the church is made up of all generations. It's not a certain age group. It's not a certain color. It's not a certain political party. It's not a certain anything. We are the church collectively together. And it is our heart to do the work of the ministry. And that's to meet the needs of the people and train up leaders and send them out and equip people. You know what, guys? I've said this before. I'm going to start preaching on this. I am believing for and seeing traffic jams. How many of you are with me? Traffic jams, not just at this church, but at every church around Erie, Pennsylvania. Because the beautiful thing about the traffic jam is all those people not coming in. That's great. It's all those people going out. To their schools, to their jobs, to their workplaces, wherever they go. And that is our heart. That is the heart of this church. These guys were called to build a great church to reach a million souls for Jesus Christ. And we are going to continue to do that, and we're going to partner with other people to do that. And so that's what I'm excited about. So if Generations gets you excited and the Lord is stirring you for that, Commitment Sunday is next Sunday, but you can go ahead and uh, put it in this Sunday if you want, or even afterwards the Lord speaks to you. That's fine. So we ready to give this morning? Amen. Ushers, get ready to serve the people. I didn't do that last week. I caught them all off guard. I got two scriptures for you that the Lord has put on my heart for offering. The first one is 1 Corinthians 3. It says, who then, starting in verse 5, who then is Paul, who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. 
But God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants anything nor he who waters anything, but it's God who gives the increase. We plant, we water, but God. Our finances, we plant, we water, but God. But God. And so I was getting ready this morning. I happened to look at our calendar. At the bottom of our calendar, it quotes a generation scripture. And it says, Proverbs eleven twenty five. It says, the generous soul will be made rich. And he who waters will also be watered himself. Right there's the promise. As we plant, as we water, God waters on us. But God. Amen? But God. So let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every gift. We thank you for every giver. We thank you for every family represented here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us and teaches us all that we need to know, everything that is pertaining to us. And Father, this morning I just ask that the word that you've given me, that I'll be able to share it so that your people, your church, can better understand and hear your voice. That their lives will be changed. And that every decision they make will follow a different format. For they will hear from you. For your Bible says... The sheep will hear my voice and they will know it. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are in the middle of our uh, series called Generations. Uh, It says completing the vision. And for us as a church, uh, many of you know the story or the background of this church. But this church was founded by hearing from God. Pastor and Pam, they heard from God. They heard to move to Erie and to build a great church. And they had to actually look at where Erie was on a map because they weren't from this area. Move to Erie and build a great church. And Pastor has shared a little bit, I think he shared yesterday at Men to Men too, about his conversion experience about when he was saved, supernaturally saved by Jesus and his blood. What he saw was a veil coming down over many, many people who were far from God. And this church was founded on those principles. It's reaching the lost for Christ. And building a great church and helping people to learn how to live victoriously. Live victoriously by the leading of the Holy Spirit. So we have been in a series, and this is week three of this series. And what I've been trying to lay out is truly, what does the book of Acts say the church is? Not just Erie Christian Fellowship Church, but all the churches. What, does God, what did God intend? What did Jesus intend? When he gave his life for the church, what did he intend it to look like? It was not these four walls. What did he intend it to look like? And as I was reading through Acts, you know, God showed me more and more what it wasn't supposed to be. And he began to reveal to me more, more and more what it should be. And it was certainly not a bunch of rituals. It was not a bunch of denominations. It wasn't a political party. It wasn't a fancy TED Talk. It wasn't any of that. What the early church did is they preached the gospel message. They prayed. They heard from the Holy Spirit. 
And they gave of their time and of their talents. And those church, those are the four pillars, we'll call them the four fundamentals of what we'll call the theoretical church. Right? You need four pillars to hold something up of a, of a table. Four pillars. It's preaching the gospel message, which includes loving others. It's prayer. It's being led by the Holy Spirit. Every church needs to be led by the Holy Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit wants that church to do at that particular time for that particular reason. And each one of you needs to be led by the Holy Spirit as well. And the beautiful thing about the four pillars of the church is it's the four pillars of our foundational walk with the Lord. We need to be understanding Jesus more and sharing the gospel. We need to be praying. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit. And we need to give of our time and of our efforts. So this week is week three. So week one I did uh, preaching the gospel message and what that looks like and what does that mean. Week two, which was last week, is what I did was talking about prayer and seeing miracles happen when we pray. How many know? How many know? How many know that when we pray, I see some other miracles of people in here who have honest to God, miracles occur in their life. God is a miracle-working God. And too often we lost the supernatural piece of it. And we get, get bombarded by the natural. And we see things in the natural. But guess what, guys? This is not where we actually live. The Bible teaches us this is not where we actually are living. This is what we see with our eyes. But the true battle is not here. The true battle is not against me and you. The true battle is against the principalities of darkness, is it not? And so we reign victoriously. Because when we're connected with God and we made Jesus our Lord and Savior, and that Holy Spirit is on the inside of us, we can live victoriously. And what does the word say? The same power that rose Christ from the dead lives inside of who? All of us. Me, you, and guess what? Pastor Jim. That's obvious. The same power. So turn with me to John 16. Because this is just me talking. I want the Word of God to show you this is real stuff. The Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks today. He spoke in the book of Acts. And there's nothing in the Bible that says He stopped speaking to us. Which means He's going to continue to speak to each and every one of you if you listen for His voice. I I leaned over to, to my wife when Pam, you were up here. You were talking about the Holy Spirit and turning off the green beans. And God was speaking to you. The Holy Spirit was speaking to her. Guys, many times it is a matter of life and death. He is for us. But He can't force you to do anything. He whispers to you. He speaks to you. He leads you. He guides you. He is a gentleman. He does not force you. You Think of a gentleman. He doesn't push you out the door. He opens the door and says... Do you want to come in? The Holy Spirit, God, is the same way. Do you want to hear my voice? The door is open. Listen for my voice. John 16. Talking about the four pillars of the church. Preaching the gospel, prayer, today leading by the Holy Spirit. John 16. All of this I have told you, that you will not fall away. That they will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming... When anyone who kills you will think they're offering a service to God. 
They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when the time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this from the beginning because I was with you. He has been... Okay, this is the point in Jesus' ministry. He's still on the earth. He is with the disciples. He's walking side by side. These, these, this group of people, this early church, is literally with Jesus. I mean, you've got to imagine that. They're literally with Jesus. And he's telling them, like, there's a lot of stuff I need to tell you, but basically, you can't handle it all right now. I can't tell you everything about every situation for every part of your life today. I can't do that. And I'm about to go to be with my father, and so guess what? I love you so much. I love you so much, I'm going to bring you a helper. I'm going to bring you a helper. Pick up here in verse, boy, I can barely read five here. But now I'm going to him who sent me. None of you asked me, where are you going? Rather, you were filled with grief because I've said these things. But very truly, I tell you, it is good. It is for your good that I'm going away. It is for your good that I'm going away. He is telling the disciples who were walking with him that it was good for that he goes away. How, how much better is it for us? I'm not I'm like the physical Jesus is not with me every day. But the physical Jesus was with the early disciples. And he said, even for them it was good that he goes. Even for them, the ones who were walking with him. Every day it's good that I go. So us. Removed from seeing Jesus on this earth for now, for 2,000 some years, how much better for us? How much better? Can we learn from this? It's good that I'm going away, because unless I go, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, the counselor, the guider will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him. It's good. That Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Because each and every one of us now has the wonderful privilege and opportunity to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Every single person here, every person that's hearing me online, every person has this opportunity. He says, it's a good thing that I left because now the Holy Spirit is with us. He is for us and he is not against us. The next verse down says, when he comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Who comes to prove the world wrong? The Holy Spirit. Did he say it was our job to go to the world and prove everybody wrong? Ah, no, I don't think so. That's not what this is saying. It's the Holy Spirit's job to do it. He's the judge. God's the judge. The Holy Spirit convicts. What do we have to do? Love. Come on, guys. We have to love. We want our church to grow without love. It's not possible. It's not possible. We're not judging jury over the whole world. God is not us. We are to love. That's what brings people in. That's what lets people know who, the, who Jesus really is, is love. He loved us for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Come on. Where was I? So the Holy Spirit was coming. And he's going to teach him about righteousness. Because I'm going to the Father, where you can see me no longer, about the judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Verse 12. I have much more to say to you. Guys, he has much more to say to you. 
You know, the Holy Spirit can bring to remembrance things that you've read a long time ago, that you've heard a long time ago. He can bring fresh revelation. When you read the Bible, do you pray, Holy Spirit, show me something new today? Do you? We'll start this afternoon. Because he wants to reveal new things to you. He wants to reveal his voice to you. He wants to lead you and guide you in every situation. We laugh a lot because we got a dog one time and it was the wrong decision to make. But I couldn't find, should I get a dog anywhere in the Bible? It says, where's the, I can't find the verse, so what do I do? We have a Holy Spirit that guides us and leads us and says, yes, no. And we have peace that passes all understanding when he speaks to us. We all have this amazing opportunity. He had a lot more to say, more truth, more insight. And it's the Holy Spirit that sheds that life. It is truly a matter of life and death. The Bible goes on and then to say, it says, he will not speak on his own. He will only speak. He's speaking. So if someone's speaking, what are we doing? Listening. If he's speaking, we have to be listening. Too often we're not listening. Too often our antennas are cluttered with other signals. Guys, other signals. Netflix, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. All of that stuff, our signals have interference. I've had rabbit ears trying to watch football games for years. And I get so frustrated when I'm trying to watch the Penn State football game and I can't see what's going on because I have signal interference. And it's frustrating. I'm telling you, God is like, I'm trying to talk to you. Clear the interference. Clear what's in the way. I want to speak to you. He loves you so much. He wants to speak to you. Get your antennas positioned in the right place. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what will make known to you. The Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus. And when Jesus was on this earth, he says, I can only do what I see the Father do. Did he not say that? So if the Holy Spirit glorifies Jesus, and Jesus can only do what the Father does, we talk about the Trinity all in one. They're all connected. They're all working together on our behalf. But we have this amazing privilege to have a relationship with Him, the Heavenly Father, because of what Jesus did. And we can live victoriously every single day because of the Holy Spirit. We can have power over sin, that the, the sin that so entangles us, we can have power and victory over it. Because of the name of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us and say, go over here. Talk to this person. Don't go over there. Take this job. Don't take that job. And he is leading and guiding. And sometimes it makes absolutely no sense. Absolutely no sense. You're like, why on earth would this be happening? And then like a year later, a day later, a week later, a month later, you're like, ah. Aha. Now I know. It says he knows all things. And he's leading and guiding us. So he's like, hey, this is the, you know, we can go this way. And it's like, ooh, this is a bad path. Difficult path. And a lot of times we get to the same place. But God says, ooh, here's a path. Doesn't mean it's without difficulty. Doesn't mean it's without trial. Doesn't mean it's without tears and, and just sometimes frustration. But he leads us and he guides us and he gives us his peace. Amen. Amen. All that belongs to the Father is mine. 
That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. We have this beautiful, beautiful opportunity to hear God's voice. You say, well, well, Pastor Jason, that was Jesus talking to his disciples. You didn't say anything. Did the Holy Spirit really come? Really happen? Well, we've been talking about the book of Acts. Guess what? In the book of Acts, chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came. And when the Holy Spirit came, he gave them power to preach. He gave them power to pray. He gave them power to hear and walk with his Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you a couple examples this morning. Turn to Acts chapter 8. Because there's a key here in Acts chapter 8. When we begin aligning our hearts with him, when we worship him, when we pray, and we silence all the junk that is out there in the world, silence all that stuff, we begin to truly hear God's voice. There's one other key to this, and I want to show you it's in Acts chapter 8, verse 26. It says, Now an angel of the Lord, I don't think I have the scripture up there, so you're going to have to turn old school in your Bible, new school with your phone or tablet, or just listen to me. Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and he went. And behold, a man uh, of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, a lot of background information for you, who had charge of all her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. And the Spirit of the Lord said to Philip, Go. Go near and overtake that chariot. So Philip ran. He ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you're reading? Listen to this. The Holy Spirit spoke to Philip. The Holy Spirit is speaking to me. He is speaking to you each and every day. And what Philip is teaching us here, what the Bible is teaching us, is what did he do? He ran. He heard God's voice and he obeyed. And he obeyed immediately. Not circumstances, well, I don't know if this, I don't know that. What about that person? Who is it? I don't know that person. Maybe they're going to reject me. Maybe No, he ran. He did exactly what the Holy Spirit asked him to do, and he did it immediately. He didn't wait around. He didn't say, well, is this, let, me, let me do the pros and cons and make a list. Because what would have happened? The chariot would have been gone. And this man would have not received the gospel because Philip had waited. But guess what? Philip didn't wait. What did Philip do? He ran. He obeyed. And I want to encourage you this morning. When you hear from God and you have confirmation in your life and you have peace, I want you to run after him. Run after what he's calling you to go do. Do not be afraid of the world. We're not of this world. We need to be transformed. We're not conforming to this world. People ought to look at us and be like, wow, you guys are a little bit, woo. Absolutely, because we live on a different, by a different word. It's not the word of the world. It's the word of God in which we live by. Russ, if you want to come up, I want to close. As soon as the Spirit said, go, he ran. He ran. I love that obedience. I had a couple other portions of scripture that I wanted to talk to you about. I'm not going to get into every one. I'm just going to read quickly here 
in Acts 13, verse 2. It says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. You want to hear the Holy Spirit in your life? The Bible is teaching us exactly what to do right here. Acts 13, verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord. What is ministering to the Lord? It's worshiping Him. It's giving Him praise. Giving Him honor. Giving Him glory. Putting His name above all other names. Putting His kingdom above all other kingdoms. And when we approach that relationship that way, with worship, and with fasting and prayer, I'm telling you, church, you can hear His voice. The Holy Spirit speaks today. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants you to live victoriously. His heart breaks when we go through problems. That doesn't mean every problem can be avoided. But when we worship and when we pray and we magnify His name, everything else gets smaller in our life. And it's His name that gets bigger. And it's His glory that gets bigger. It's His name that gets bigger. And all of our other stuff seems to fade away. And I know that people here, there is a midnight. You sense it, you feel it, it's dark, it's heavy. But Paul and Silas, the same thing. What did they do? They worshipped and they prayed. Heavenly Father, today, with every head bowed and every person's eyes closed, Father, we clear the signal this morning. We clear the signal this morning. No more interference. Lord, speak to us now. Show us what's causing the interference. Whether it's a sin in our life, whether it's something we're watching, something we're doing, speak to us now. Right now. Minister to your people. You want them so desperately to have a relationship with you, to know you. Clear the interference this morning. Father, this week, as we go about each and every day, may we remember to worship you. To worship you for who you are. To be reminded of your faithfulness in our own life. To be encouraged by your faithfulness in other people's lives. And the testimonies that have come And Father, thank you for the hope, for the testimony that is coming in our own life. So often when we're going through something, it's so hard to see what the other side looks like. But God's telling us this morning, 
Worship. 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 When you don't know what to say, when you don't know what to pray, just worship. And listen for his voice. Listen for his still, small, beautiful, perfect, life-changing, peace-giving, faith-building, hope-promising voice. Thank you, Father. I would ask this morning if there's anybody here who has a physical ailment in their body I just want you to stand right now just stand right now any physical ailment in your body because you see we know we serve a miracle working God who can take something that is dead and bring it to life. So if you're not standing, just stretch your hand out to those who are. Those who are standing, I want you to place your hand on your ailment, your physical ailment that you have this morning. Father, right now, in the precious, beautiful name of Jesus, we praise you and we worship you and we honor you and we glorify you. And when we lift up your name and we take these requests, these things of physical need in people's body and we give them to you, And over and over, your word says, and you healed them. And you made them whole. And you brought them from death to life. And so each person now that is standing in the name of Jesus, I speak healing on your life. Healing over your bones. Healing over your joints. Healing over your hormones. Healing over your thyroid. Healing over your brain. Healing over your arms and your shoulders and every joint. Now, in the name of Jesus. It is done. In Jesus' name. It is done. 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 In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord. Man, praise God. Praise God. Man, I'm so excited this morning. I'm so glad you guys all came out this morning. Let's just praise Him one more time. Pastor and Pam, come here. (laughs) Come here. Guys, stretch your hands out to these amazing, beautiful baby. Come up here. Stretch your hands out to them. Father, we just thank you 
for our pastors. We thank you for their lives. We thank you for who they are. We thank you for bringing them from death to life. We thank you for their testimony. We thank you for everything that concerns them. It is done in Jesus' name. We just thank you for it. We worship you. We rejoice with you. Thank you, God, for who you are. 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 Oh, church, thank you. Praise God. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. I don't want to ever leave here. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Praise God. Well, church, I'm excited. Traffic jams are coming. We're going out. Amen. We're all going out. We're going to reach people for Jesus. We're going to pray. We're going to be led by the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be givers of our time and our money. Amen? Because we are the church. As Russ Russ sang to us, we are the church. Amen? Amen. Well, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Small group leaders are coming up. If you have a prayer request in your life, the small group leaders will be up to pray for you up here. And enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Amen. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast with Pastor James Dumont of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.